to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 386 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life, which is... Uh, all weather purpose, all purpose weather, <laughs> whatever that word is. Uh, you know, we we are the podcast that you can listen to no matter what the weather is. No matter what the weather or the terrain. Oh, terrain, altitude, that's the other one. <laughs> for, all you, for all you people going snowboarding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All terrain, all weather. Here we go. Okay, so um, I was just going to say, actually, so yes. I've got some leave coming up. And the boss said to me, um, you, you've accumulated some leave. So we got a, a transition yeah. this Saturday, which will be yesterday when this uh, podcast is uh, put up. Um, well, Sunday will be the first day of the new owner, right? Yes. So old owner Dane's like, um, you, do you want some take some – well, actually, do you want to cash out some leave? Yeah. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, okay, because I've got – um, seventy hours or something. He says, "Um, do you want to?" Oh. I, I said, "I've booked um some leave, yeah, um, a week off coming up in a couple of weeks." He goes, "Do you want to cash out some of the other stuff because the your hourly rate on your leave is like shooting up?" And I'm like, "What? Yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't think that was a thing, but because my contract is twenty hours a week, yeah, and I'm working like." More. Between thirty and fifty-five hours a week at the moment for the last couple of months, really, as we've been leading up to this thing. Apparently, all the hours I, all the earnings I get for a week, get pushed down into this twenty hours for my holiday. So my hourly rate for my holiday pay is like getting up there. <laughs> and he goes, uh, "I don't want to hand this off to the new owner with this." It looks bad. It looks like yeah, like they're really been, overpaying you. They have not managed you well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I uh, okay, cash me out in fifty hours next. So uh, next payday, I'll be cashed out on that. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so interesting. I just didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't even know how that works. Craziness. Hey, L and T is coming back, Chris. Are you excited? L and T. Yep. Have you heard of this? It's Lemon and Tiaroha. I thought, well, hang on, isn't that what? Lemon and Pyro is the normal thing, right? So, Lemon and Tiaroha was made uh, about 50 years ago, and it was made before Alan P. Right. right? Uh, it hit its peak in the early 1900s, uh, but they were still it was still going in the 1970s. Alan P got more famous. Alan T went away. It closed down because the competitors turned up and the decision was to shut it down because they were worried about the spring water that was being collected from Te Aroha because they've got the only natural soda water geyser in the world. They, wow. They just bottle it with the flavor and it's already carbonated. Holy crap, that's amazing. How did I not know that? I know, I'd never heard of it. But the locals, if you're from there or maybe the Waikato really, really knew about it. And apparently it's quite nice. And this guy's decided to bring it back and to distribute samples. He's hanging out at the Te Aroha domain for two weeks. 
and I think he's got to still try and work out how to put it into production and distribute it beyond the town. Uh, Alan T, everyone, uh, maybe coming to a place near you, maybe not. I'd check that out because Tiaraha is actually a really cool little spot. And I think we've talked about it before because you and I, uh, I've gone a few more times than you, but we've both gone to the Arahanui Film Festival, which is in Tiaraha. And, um, yeah, it's a cool, kitschy little town. It's only, great. I like The it. only thing I have against it is my ex grew up there. All right. Um, <laughs> one, one of my exes, um, one of my ex-girlfriends uh, grew up there too. Um, well, there we go. <laughs> you get to pick something else from the list here, Chris. Okay. Uh, what have we got here? I'm trying to remember what I put in here. Um you got one thing, Chris, it's down there, I think. One or two. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Oh, uh-huh, no, I've got... I thought I put heaps in there. No, I didn't. Okay. You are living in dream world. All right. Um, let's look at one of your things. Online pastors? Oh, no, I did that. That's Online you. pastors. I don't know mine. what that is. Do you okay. know what it is? I thought it was hilarious. I I I I I have to admit I'm a little bit into religion bashing um, as a as a general rule. Are, are you following David Farrier's emails? No, I'm not. Oh my gosh, you need to follow it because he's talking about a rice church and all the stuffs happened in the last week, and it, I don't think it's hitting mainstream media. And David Farrier is doing an amazing job. Check out Webworm; that's his newsletter. It's free, and the guy that wants to run a rice church has put in this weird injunction, is what the email said. And so David Farry went to the high courts and they said, we don't know what you're talking about. And then he got clarification from Arise Church and they said, oh, it's an EMA thing, um, employment, whatever, law thing. And uh, he spoke to a top lawyer and he goes, no, they can't do that. They, they don't do that. They just make a recommendation. And this is all about the report that the uh, outside corporations put together about the systemic abuse of certain people because they had at Arise Church people um, doing internships and they were expected to do like 20 to 40 hours a week on top of their normal job and they got berated for not doing it, yet all the elders were following and tracking all these people like Scientology and they had a whole system where they were like, well, this person's not pulling their weight or giving us enough money, go helm them. Anyway, back to you. Yeah, 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 no, that's cool. So this is a <clears throat> oh, and I'll tell you a little. Uh, remind me to tell you about a little incident that happened here. So a Florida pastor has been charged with performing sex act on himself at on a Starbucks patio. Uh there's a few things. Okay, yep, yeah. Deputy yeah, say he, a Florida pastor exposed himself and performed and performed a sex act on himself. He wanted a Starbucks store in May. Um, Ingenio Dali. Muniz dash Colom, a pastor in Kissimmee. Yep. He would be in Kissimmee, of course, um, who teaches online ministry classes. And that just, <laughs> just that alone, I'm like, he's an online minister. He's an online pastor. So he's like a grifter. Yep. Yeah. Is it is charged with exposure of sexual organs, which is apparently a charge. Exposure yeah, okay. of sexual organs. Um <clears throat> They received a report, male exposing his sexual organs while masturbating on the patio of a Starbucks. And I'm just like, so obviously he likes someone at Starbucks? No. Because the I- coffee's not that good. I can tell you. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I, I reckon that that's a bit of a stretch. I reckon he was at the patio of a house, which happens to be next door to a Starbucks or something. Like, it makes no sense, does it? I it's, honestly don't has, know. I, I'm just assuming he, he's an online pastor. He doesn't get out much, so he just doesn't know oh. these social conventions. He's just, okay, so he's got to rub one out wherever he is. Okay. <laughs> I see. I get you now. So I, um, I got a knock on the door the other day, and I wasn't, you know, I don't normally get people knocking on my door. It's not, you know, normal no. around here. No. And you have to so, be in the right mood for this, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of young people, and they go, hey, we're with the university, and we're doing a bit of a uh, oh. survey on religion. Um, okay. And I said, yep, yeah, come in. Have a seat. Rah, rah, rah. Because, yeah, I was chill. And um, that's pretty much a lie. They were there to um, proselytize their uh, religion because they had really? pamphlets, which I didn't take. But it was quite good because we had a good chat. So the guys, uh, I think the guy, it was a guy and a girl. The guy was, I th- I'm going to say 21, 20, 21. Yeah. And the chick was probably about the same age. and She didn't mention her age. But, um, yeah, and we had a, a good chat for about 20, 30 minutes. Mm. Um, I don't think I've turned them atheist yet, but I gave they, it a good they shot. Didn't, they didn't change you. No, hell no. Okay. <laughs> But I, I was like, uh, I didn't say anything to them actually. But it, it's a bit, it, it irks a little when they say, "Oh no, we're doing a survey for the university." When it's like, "Yeah, no, you're not. No, it, no, yeah, you're not. that that seemed a little bit dishonest." Yes, yes. Um, not what the make believe people would want you to do. No, no. But that's hey, okay. Hey, have you seen any of this electric scooter racing? No, what's that? So I've seen a few clips pop up on social media, and it's called Scooter, E-Scooter, without the E at the end. So E-S-K-O-O-T-R, okay? And it's called the E-Scooter Championships 2022. They're electric scooters, like a lime scooter. Yeah. They go 100 kilometers an hour. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. How much do those lime scooters go? I think they go like... 20 or something, right? Uh, maybe 25 if you're lucky. And anyway. that is scary as shit. Excuse my language. I mean, no, no. like, seriously, no. that's scary as shit. Don't say that. Don't say that. I'll tell you why in a minute. But these people, they've got, like, full race suits on and helmets, right? And yeah, if you got 100K, you want to be. Jeez, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. They're on a proper racetrack, and I'll give you some details. What they've done is they've gone out to find other professional athletes from other sports, from motorcycle, um, actual normal scooter riding, winter sports, BMX, and they've been training them up with their performance team. And um, they've got 30 professional top riders at the moment, right? Um, They've done races in London. Quote, unquote, professional. What makes them professional? I mean, they're paying them? Yeah, they've got professional scooter teams. Oh wow! Okay, and, and, right. and the, the team's made up of three riders, um, and they, and so there's ten teams. And they put it this way: they've already raced in London and Switzerland on purpose-built tracks. They've got Italy, France, Spain, and USA coming up for the rest of the year. But it's open to everyone. If you think you have the skills, Chris, and you want to give it a shot, you can go talk to them. Obviously, it would help if you're in Europe, uh, but. They've got coaches. It'd help if you're less than 100 kgs too. I would I'm imagine. Assuming, but yeah, I'm yeah. Assuming, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> they should have. They should have this electric scooter racing for normal people who have never done it before, and they just chuck you in there. 
But yeah, it's really cool. They're going really fast. And the cornering, imagine a bunch of people on scooters cornering like hard out. It, it's really weird to see. Uh, oh but I like, these, I like these new fringe sports. This is what we need more of. Oh, no, I think it's cool. And, and plus, I mean, it's a cheaper sport to get into because you know how much it costs to get a Formula One car yeah, and to, yeah. to fix so, it up at the end of every race. I'm, I'm assuming a scooter's not going to be that expensive. Oh, I mean, have, it'll be can, more expensive than a normal scooter, but not that yeah, expensive. But you'd have a whole bunch of backups, and they're real easy to transport, like easy and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, on the website, they're saying that a lot of the technology that they're doing with this sort of thing flows down into the retail sort of consumer space, uh, which is cool too. Well, that's cool. Uh, it would be something interesting to watch. That's the sort of shit you should have on at a pub. You know, when you go to a pub and there's random stuff on. Because, well, I, I don't know if I'm accurate in this, but when UFC was real fringe, yeah, that's where you saw it. You'd see it at the pub and you'd be like, what the hell is that on? Yeah, you know? I think uh, one of the ESPN channels is all the fringe sports. Like, I went, where I was somewhere at someone's house and they had like uh, the championship 10 pin bowling on. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing, like what they can do. Talking Mind about you, that's, a, that's not a fringe sport, to be fair. In no, the no, 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 no. Um, it is here, but it's not there. It's a fringe publicized sport here. Yeah. How's that? Hey, talking about sport, I was reading, there was a story about how big wave surfing is measured. There has to be a better way of doing this with better technology. So Sebastian Stutner okay. got crowned the World Surf League uh, champion because he surfed the longest, uh, the, the tallest wave, the biggest wave. It's taken them 18 months to confirm this. 26 meters tall. And the only reason that he got judged on this... 26 is because- meters is a huge, huge yeah. wave. Oh, yeah, 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 Sorry, that's blowing my mind. Oh, no, 26 no, no. meters, that's... Holy crap. Yeah. But there's probably people that have surfed bigger waves but they can only do it if there's actual footage, right? Which makes sense. But basically, they measure a part of the rider. So they'll measure between his shin and his knee because they know that never changes. Then they take the photo and they work out points and they have to. They all sort of have to agree where the top of the wave and the bottom of the wave is. And they work all that out. And then they get the measurement of his shin and then they sort of just place that all the way up the Deck image up, yeah. uh, until they get the height. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay. I, I couldn't believe it took 18 months as well. Like, I think they that, need a bit more that, that is surprising. You'd, you'd think, you know, knock that out in a week, um, oh, I thought maybe a weekend, it. you know. I thought you'd feed it into a computer system and say, this is where the photo was taken. Like, GPS it. This is the exact point. This is blah, blah, blah. Work it all out. This is the guy. Like, 3D scan the guy. And the computer goes, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Anyway, mm. that's how big waves are measured for surfing. That is interesting. Did you? But, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought about it, but it's pretty obvious as soon as you start thinking about it, is that with the sea being, you know, malleable yeah. liquid, it really is hard to, to work out the, the height because there's no fixed point. No, but I'm sure a computer could work it out. But that, I think that's probably the biggest thing is them figuring out where the exact top of that wave is. Yeah, agreeing, agreeing top yeah. and bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you been keeping up with the feta cheese saga? 
No, I don't know anything about. I've I've been a bit of a recluse in terms of. Uh, I've been sleeping and working and working and sleeping pretty much. You're living yeah. the dream, and I'm here to tell you about the amazing stories that you need to know. Cool. In nine years' time, we're not allowed to use the word feta. What? No. Nine years. I had a feta and spinach quiche. In nine morning. years, you're not going to be having that. Um, in part of the new free trade deal signed between us and the European Union, the Greeks have said, nope, nope, feta is our word. Use something else. So uh, this is just one of those naming things. So there's some alternatives. We call it it smelly cheese. They want to call it. So here's some examples for you that they've said in the paper. Feta, but moldy spelling. W-H-E-T-A. Feta. Well, put it this way. That is the best one out of this list I'm about to say. (laughs) Whoever wrote this list or whoever they got it from on the internet does not have an imagination. The next one is called the goats. The next one is the sheep, white gold, the anti-feta, or feta. Oh, my God, that's not it. Oh, Jesus. So, anyway, this is why they've given us nine years, because they knew that we're terrible at naming things. Hang on. We are an imaginative country. We are the only country that can seriously consider putting a, a Kiwi with laser eyes on their flag like, you can't say we've got no imagination. Like, seriously. I wonder if in nine years it just gets turned around or something, you know, the deal falls through and we just carry on. Uh, no, I, I, I actually think it's a good idea that we get our own name. And I do think a Māori name might be a good idea. Might be. Not Could saying be. it definitely that'd would be. But it would be a totally different name. It wouldn't be W-H-E-T-A. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, also, it probably means something completely different. Yeah, I mean, if there's a um, uh, an area that in New Zealand with a Māori name that does feta, we should use that. You know what I mean? Like, something there like go. that would be much better. We've brainstormed at the Chris and Sam podcast. This is all that they need, all cheesemakers that you know, tell them. We <laughs> hey, uh, there's a story that came out a couple of days ago about a guy that grew up in Hamilton. Uh, he went to Fraser High School. He used to modify his friend's skateboards back in the day. He did all these random jobs and stuff. And his company is now valued at $40 million. And it's called File Invite. You've probably never heard of it. No. But if you're in Australia and you work with home loans, you're probably all over it like a rash. That's where they use it. So this guy, it's headquartered in Auckland now, File Invite. Uh, they provide services to 15 million people. They just raised $10 million in Series A funding. So they're valued at $40 million. And um, it only does one thing, Chris. Document requests. That's it. So if you're doing a house sale, there's obviously paperwork going backwards and forwards. Yeah. And they used to do that via email. And this guy built an e-commerce website builder and part of that was this, um, you know, part of the system. And they had no actual market in mind. And then they realized, actually, the thing that people want to use is this file sending tool uh, because it's all secure and all the files are together and we're just sending it backwards and forwards. They estimate one third of the whole of the Australian market is using this thing. 
and they've got an office in Auckland. Uh, sorry, in the USA now. They've set one up there, and um, they said it's super niche. They just decided to niche down into this one area, and that's what they've done. And it's very cool and all that. But I'm sure there's other things out there. Like I don't know. What do you reckon? Uh, I, I think I think they did the right thing, niching down. Niche down, build your base, and then look at other applications once. Well, apparently uh, Callahan, before he died, Sir, whatever his name is, Callahan. Yeah, Paul. Paul. Yeah, he said the big thing that New Zealand needs to do is niche down into super specific little things. Yeah, and I I agree. And I think so from that point of view, I think they're doing well. And and I think because, like, that's what Slack was, right? That so was the whole their point internal of, communication tool that yeah, they built the, for themselves. Yeah, the the whole point of Slack was, or, or and and this is what I experienced at Telecom, is that you there'd be five of us on a project, and they this we never used Slack. This was pre Slack, I think. Yeah, pre Slack. And we would send an email out to everybody, and somebody would change something in the in the document, and then send an email out to everybody, and somebody else would change something. Yeah, yeah. And they'd send it out to everybody, but maybe miss one or two people accidentally. And then you've, after several iterations of this, you've got 10 people in this project working on four different variations of the same document because email is the like the worst way to communicate. Oh, no, no. Yeah, totally, totally get that. So Slack was a way to at least be able to search it. I still don't think Slack's the greatest thing ever. But this sort of thing where you're talking about Sending a batch of documents for for property ownership and and changes of that sort of thing, um, batches of documents back and forth and keeping it current all the time. I think that's brilliant. Oh, yeah, great. so it's like good it's on this, them. yeah, good on them. And I mean, they've they've literally gone with this one market, which is like real estate um, rentals and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, that's it's it's a good market to go for too. Because and the reason I say that is you're talking a lot of money. Right, you buy a house, it's a lot of money. Yes, it's it's not like um, if they were talking about buying. I don't know. I'm just making shit up now. But bicycles, it's yes. not a lot of money. So that no, the no, percentage no. extra that this service costs is a lot more, whereas the percentage is negligible. So That's it's right. it's a great market. No, they they're doing real well. That's very clever. Um, whether whether they were clever in working it out or whether they just fell into it. It's still good. It's still good. Well, there's another comp- uh, There's another New Zealand company that's doing quite well. Qual IT. Q-U-A-L-I-T. Have you heard of these guys? No, but yeah. it's interesting because you've heard of Qualcomm, eh? Yes, that's that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, same. And and but I'd never heard of Qualcomm until I started working at Telecom, mm-hmm. and then I realised like they're one of the biggest players in the world. Or they were at that time. I don't know if they start now, but yeah. Anyway, carry on. So I only put this in here for one little part of the story. So basically what they've done is they, um, uh, brother-in-law's founded it. It works. It's for quality assurance. And they've got 250 staff. There's some in Auckland, Christchurch and Hamilton and Wellington. They've been brought out by the Australian competitor, which is called Planet, P-L-A-N-I-T, testing, Planet Testing. And they said they want to keep it here in New Zealand. They want to expand their staff from the 250 up to 550 to 750 all combined. And there's no value on the deal. 
Uh, but the New Zealand revenues apparently are about 75 million or 250, including all of Australia. But anyway, they come in and figure out if your organization's security is up to scratch. They carry out um, penetration tests using technical skills to try and get around firewall. And do you know what red teaming is? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, they're doing red team and blue team. Yeah. So what what what's blue team then? Oh, blue, blue, blue team is, is the good guys, is your guys. Oh, okay. And red team is the opposition forces. Oh, okay. Now, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and red, yeah. So red team just means that they have um, – Opposition forces, and I'm using air quotes here, yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that okay. come That's in right. and try to hack into the system or... Yeah, yeah. so they also do social engineering uh, to try and get in. They simulate phishing scams. Yeah. And they also try and gain access to offices and then wander around to see if any PCs are unlocked. You imagine yeah. that as a job. That'd be great. I know. I know. I have imagined that as a job. I love that idea. I think I'd be great at that job. So their biggest customer in New Zealand is the police. And the Ministry of Health, Transpower Air New Zealand, Downer, AIG, and Auckland Airport. And they also did all the quality assurance for last year's virtual APEC summit. So I tell big- you who should be using them more that probably isn't, and that's the health sector. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I mean, right. And, and part of that is probably that they're going, we don't have the budget for that and the budget we've got, we need to, you know, yeah. save lives and shit, well, which we don't have, I'm not arguing about. But we don't I'm have just DHBs saying, anymore, so don't worry about that. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, we don't have DHBs, so we're not trying to save lives? Is that what you're saying? No, there's a big uh, overarching thing that looks after them all now. But they're going to put in more managers. We need more managers. You know who needs some medical help sometimes, Chris? Brazilian influencers. That's who needs it. <laughs> And 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 why is that? So the I don't even know how to say half these names, but the tube, but her real name is Vittoria de Felice Moraes. She informed her millions of social media followers she's in an unbearable pain, and the the, the her followers were alarmed because she posted a photo of her being pushed through the Lisbon airport in Portugal in a wheelchair. They were like, "What is going on?" She's got 23.4 million followers, Chris, this woman. She's only 21 years old. She went to visit the 2022 Rock in Rio Lisboa Music Festival with her reality star boyfriend, Elisa. Take that as you will. Anyway, she's in pain. She has to go through the airport. Later on, she says to her followers, it turned out I had trapped gas. I hadn't farted. Okay. Okay, so they're a bit uptight, these Brazilian <laughs> A year before this happened, Chris, a Brazilian singer named Polka, who's 27 years old, who didn't want to fart in front of her significant other, had the exact same problem, ended up in hospital, and then had to explain it to her 15.7 million, do- million fans that you really should just fart. That's what we're learning here at the Chris and Sam podcast this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I, oh, <laughs> no. How's your brain going with that? Oh, man. If it helps, they're probably making more money in a couple of minutes than we're making in a year. Does that help? Yeah, that's, that's not helping. No, okay. no. I mean, if, 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 
If I was making loads and loads of money and I didn't care about anything, I'd be farting everywhere as loud as I wanted. Like, you know, that wouldn't make me want to fart less. It would make me want to fart more. Like, seriously. And, I, and I'm not that guy. I don't do that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. So we talked about MTG the other day, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, the okay. crazy space lady, laser lady. Yeah. And one of the things I said was she said um, that – Global warming was a good thing. We oh, about yeah, two we weeks discuss, ago. Yeah, we did discuss that. Yes. Well, um, there's an update on that story. Okay. Marjorie, Major, Marjorie Taylor Green has asked why thousands of cattle perished during an extreme heat wave in Kansas, just weeks after saying that climate change would be good for food production. And she's like, "Why did thousands of cattle all die in a heat wave?" Um, she's doing great uh, uh, so it's usually just the old sickle weak die in stressful conditions not the whole herd food security is national security and so she's getting all into this um, uh, just she's just mental most of the American uh, politicians are mental I, I just have to say it's just crazy it is crazy and uh, with that, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Chris, what have you got happening this week? Um, well, like I said, we've got um, we, we've got a change of ownership, and I am coming up with some new ideas for a video. So I've got to do a video which is going to introduce the new owner. Um, he hates being on video, unlike Dane, who's a bit of a oh, camera I, whore. I saw fair. a photo of the new owner. I got the email. I'm up with the play with the Gilmore's emails. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's Meat, meat Madness coming up. Um, so, yeah, you, you need my um, account number so you can go and buy something. No, of... I've got my own account. Oh, you have? Oh, right. Yep. Yep. No, um, right. So, Meat Madness is coming up. So, I've got to come up with – When does that with... start? When does that start? Uh, I actually don't know because Could... I don't eat meat and I don't oh, buy yeah, meat. And right. I have nothing to new, do with it. New... But he said to me, oh, Meat Madness is in a couple of weeks. I want you to start thinking of videos. I want a whole bunch of – 10, 20 second videos that are funny and, and I'll act stupid in them, even though I hate this idea um, of, of him acting stupid in them. And I'm like, yeah, we'll, we'll work something out. So, yeah, I've got yeah, some ideas. So if you have any ideas, yeah, actually, if any it. listeners have any ideas, they can let us know. Um, I've got a few, um, but yeah, yeah, we'll see what we can. He should do one where he's like, oh, it's time for a meeting or something. And they're like, what? And then you were like, why are we in this chiller or wherever? Like, why are we next to this freezer? And he's like, because it's on special. I don't know. Uh, I, wonder if I, can, I wonder if I can put a board table with freezers around it and call it a meeting. A meeting room. Meeting room. Because that's what they do with some of the, um, yeah, I think you just need one location and you just keep going back to the same thing, but it's just like variations on it for a couple of them. And then I, I've, I've got a couple of ideas. Um, I, I, yeah. Very good. Uh, this week, we may be migrating the whole podcast to a new podcast host. Oh, wish, exciting. Wish, wish me luck. I've been talking to them about how this is done. And uh, for you listening on an app on your phone, nothing should change. You should be able to get the podcast, not a problem. The play button on the website, I may have to go and manually change all 400 of them. Uh, but that's okay. Oh God! We will see how it goes, but if this, if this works and it pays off, um, we will be saving some money. So cool. it's, a it's a big deal. It's that's a big 
that's a big deal, just putting it out there because we've used the same host for seven years now. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is. So, um, so this is not something we went into lightly. Um, I, do yeah. have, I do have all the episodes. Well, actually, real quickly, real funny, I didn't realize because it said when you migrate, what happens if not all the episodes are there? And they're like, well, you go into your old host and you go into the setting and you click this button and you change it to zero. And then the old host will actually show all the episodes. And I was like, sweet. And it had every single episode except for episode one. I was like, what? So I don't know what happened there. I have to check on that. I do have everything's backed up. I do have every single episode we've ever recorded. So yeah. we may have to do a re-release maybe of episode one. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking back and I'm going maybe not maybe no, we don't do that because <laughs> when we first started we were doing like three a week I think yeah it was banging them out it was anyway, crazy um, until, uh, what I will add to that just before yes. we we close off is that if you do have any problems with that let us know yes because we won't know unless you let us know no no um, it'd be fine I I think I'll see how I go. I'm not sure if I'll do it this week or the following week. I might do it the following week because I've got three days off in a row. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.